614 You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpier. Our studio line is 086-000-2032. And you can drop me an SMS on 41391. We're in conversation next with um, legal analyst Muditi Mamanya. Eastern Cape Premier Oscar Mabuyani is finally off the hook. The Bishaw High Court has set aside a report by the public protector that found Mabuyani to have irregularly benefited from funds meant for the late Winnie Matigizela Mandela's memorial service. The court has found that the report was unlawful. Legal analyst Muditi Mamanya now joining us on the line. Mutitema, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of the finding here of the court and also setting aside this report in its entirety? Yes, uh, good afternoon, Adrian. I think in the in this month or in the last 30 days, the, the, this is probably the second judgment which set aside the report of the public protector on review. And this obviously is a Concerning, I mean, we know that there's been a number of her reports which have been set aside, and 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 it it concerns. But at the same time, it affirms uh, that we are a proper constitutional democracy because, as the Supreme Court of Appeal has said, if you make allegations, they must be backed up by evidence, not by suggestion and speculation. And I think the difficulty probably with the report of the public protector is that they can't stand legal scrutiny. They don't seem to be fully supported by any evidence. So, in a way, it's a, it undermines democracy because it undermines the principle of accountability, but it also protects us against possible abuse of power by officials like the public protector who just make uh, findings that cannot be sustained in law. Yeah, one of the issues that is raised in the judgment as well is the reliance on the Financial Intelligence Center's report that the public protector got a hold of and the public protector believing that that 2.2 million rand was actually money that came from the state coffers when 450,000 rand of that um, ending up with Oscar Mabuyani. And of course, Oscar had said that this, this, this was a loan. But the point that's raised here is that the reliance on that report based on that, that the public protector should have given the two, Matikizela as well as Mabuyan, an opportunity to respond to relying on that report. But then the public protector's office arguing um, that the report cannot be made public. So how do you deal with something like that? Because it is still a confidential report. Well, if, if, if you are acting on information and you say to me, I'm in possession of this information in law. I'm entitled to challenge even the validity of that information. But I think the bigger danger is when the public protector says, I have got this information which cannot be sent to you to enable you to, to answer to the allegations that are made against you. So it might as well be that the Financial Intelligence Center report says that. But from an evidence point of view, it has to be demonstrated that that report relates to a transgression. And you, if you say the report is confidential, why are you using it? Because then you are the only one who has got access to it. I can ask questions on something that I haven't seen. And I think it's unfair and unconstitutional to act in that manner. I wonder also whether the suspension of the public protector um, in this matter could also have an influence on what sort of documents are being made available 
um, to the court. For instance, the court here says that the failure of the public protector to provide an explanation for her signing two different reports is disturbing and gives credence to the charge that she did not apply her mind to the content. When the person who was the public protector at the time in charge of the office is no longer there, and we know that institutional memory remains with the public protector, is it the expectation that the office of the public protector in the after, uh, or even um, being led by an acting public protector, must somehow try to defend its reports? Well, look, you know, Aldrin, the, the, the CEO of uh, uh, 702, takes decisions on a regular basis mm. and he or she documents these reports and states why he or she took these decisions. So if for any reason he's not there tomorrow, there should be proper record that explains why this particular decision has been made. But secondly, the person who's the incumbent of the public protector should not be bound by things that he or she does not agree with or which do not represent a correct legal or factual position. Mm. So it may as well be that the former public protector made a report believing it to be correct and upon review, the current public protector who must sign it off doesn't agree with it or thinks it's lacking in certain respects. We shouldn't expect that person to write that. And, and this goes back to the principle that public officials are always required to uphold human rights as well. So in as much as we may have an issue with arguing it does not mean we must perpetuate that when we take office. Thank you so much for your time. Mutiti Mamanya is a legal analyst. Taking your calls on 086-000-2032, your voice notes on 614 And you can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre.